Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, May 31st. 2017. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity news on Kathy Griffin, Tiger Woods, Olivia Newton-John, Gal Gadot, Kevin Hart, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hi, I'm Britney Spears. I've had the pleasure of singing all over this great nation, but today I'm lending my voice to the 15 million kids in America struggling with hunger. Every year, billions of pounds of excess food go to waste, while one in five children may be left without enough food for a meal. But it doesn't have to be this way. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks helps to get food to families in need. Visit feedingamerica.org to learn how you can help. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, sweetie. What's going on? Well, honey, I uh, I have some news. Uh, okay. What? <laughs> All that training paid off. I got the job. Oh, I knew you would get it. So when do you start? When you donate stuff to Goodwill, you help provide job training for people right here in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's a good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectoral. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of Bats Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If this is your first time tuning into the show, thank you. Uh, Bats Entertainment has been on BTR for about seven years now, so I'd like to thank everyone who's been there from the very beginning for tuning in. And if you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1 That's T-H-A-T-S Entertain and the number 1 you can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy 70 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's currently listening to the show via your computer, on the phone line. Thanks again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. Right now, it's, uh, it's May 31st. It's the last day in May. I can't believe the, the month flew. Lots to talk about this week. Uh, before I talk about this week, uh, join me next week on June 7th at 1 p.m. Eastern where my special guest is going to be singer, songwriter, actress, and dancer Ellie Sufi. Uh, Ellie, uh, I know her from uh, being a one fourth of a, a girl group that they put together on uh, X Factor USA. She was in a group called Euphoria, and uh, since then she has been branched out. She's been writing songs. Uh, she's from the UK, and uh, she's going to be coming out with some new music. So tune in next week, that's June 7th at 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on That's Entertainment. 
Also, uh, we had last week we had author Selena Haskins. She was on the show talking about her brand new novel. Yesterday was a long time ago. It is currently out today. So make sure you purchase it on Amazon.com and Barnes and Noble. Uh, she has been on the show. This makes her fourth time on the show. She has written three best-selling books called A River Move Forward, Riding the Waves, and Just Between Us, Inspiring Stories by Women. So make sure you go ahead and purchase it today, especially if you're into romantic genre-type books. It's a good read. Uh, also, there is a clothing brand called 500 Carrots. Just go to www.500carat.com. It's a website where if you can purchase long-sleeve T-shirts, short-sleeve T-shirts, crops, tank tops for the girls. But they, the price range between $22 and $35. And uh, it's my nephew's website. So just go to www.500carat.com. And uh, if you purchase uh, $40 or more, you get $10 off your order. So again, go to www.500carat.com and uh, stay rich in the moment. All right, lots to talk about this week. If you have been under a rock, you know about uh, comedian, actress Kathy Griffin. She had posted a picture of a beheaded Donald Trump, bloodied. It was it was gory to say the least. Uh, she and her friend, an artist uh, by the uh, name of uh, uh, one of her artist friends, uh, decided to p- take this picture. He claimed that this was her idea. And uh, I got to say, it was not a good look. Uh, they call it art, but uh, the damage has already been done, uh, both whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. It just wasn't the right look altogether. Now I'm not I'm not a fan of Donald Trump, and even I thought it was just very bad taste. I didn't think it was funny. And she's getting the heat. She's getting a lot of heat from it. From uh, and even her good friend Anderson Cooper, who she does the New Year's Eve show on CNN. Uh, he had something to say about it. It was not a good look. But, as you, uh, of course, she's not the only one who uh, did something. Uh, she's the only one who went this far. But, you know, there was other celebrities who were very, um, who, who don't care for Donald Trump. They had their own little uh, things that they had posted on social media, like George Lopez, uh, he tweeted a picture of depicting Trump with a detached head held up by a drug lord, uh, El Chapo. Uh, don't forget uh, Snoop Dogg, he had a video where he uh, was aiming a gun at the head of Trump, like a Trump lookalike. So she's not the first one, but she, I think this one, out of everybody, this was the worst. So we're going to be talking about that and how she uh, realized and came to the conclusion, hey, you know what, this really isn't funny. Um, so she apologized. Tiger Woods is back in the news, but this time um, it was for a DUI. Now, um, people think, oh, well, he wasn't drinking, so why was it considered a DUI? He was driving under, well, if a DUI is really driving under influence, whether if you're drinking or you're taking prescription, and that's what happened to him. He had was taking some medicine. Uh, as you guys recall, he uh, had back surgery uh, a while back, and uh, he was taking these dr- drugs, uh, this medicine, and uh, he was definitely driving under influence. But some uh, some more uh, more information came back came out about what they discovered when they found him. I'll tell you the latest. Olivia Newton-John, um, love Olivia Newton-John. I know Olivia, I've been a fan of her since uh, the 1978 movie, Grease, that tells you my age. But anyway, uh, she is canceling her upcoming tour due to uh, pain that she had some issues with her back, uh, some pain, and Come to find out, it it was breast cancer, and you know this is her second time. Um, apparently, um, she has a relapse. She was diagnosed with breast cancer back in 1992, so um, it has came back, and uh, 
she's seeking treatment right away, and she assured her fans that she'll be back better than ever. And Kevin Hart, he wants to be like Oprah and LeBron James, and I'll tell you why. Uh, he has these uh, great aspirations, and uh, I'll tell you what the, what it is, what he told Variety. Well, without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. All right, comedian Kathy Griffin apologized yesterday, hours after posting a horrific and shocking photo of her posing with a bloody mask representing a beheaded President Trump. After outrage poured in from both sides of the political aisle, Griffin admitted her unfunny stunt went too far. Even Trump-toughest critics were turned off by the offensive display, which featured a stone-faced Griffin holding aloft the fake Trump head like a terrorist inspiring her twisted troops. Earlier, Griffin cluelessly defended this display as nothing more than art, but the Secret Service took it seriously enough to weigh in. After posing for photographer Tyler Shields and posting the slow-motion video on her Twitter feed, Griffin followed it up with an insensitive social media screed. But the damage was already done, and the retribution was fierce. Griffin was trending on social media for much of the day, and her reviews were not good. Shields, who shot the shocking photo, also defended the image as art. Shields said the photo was mostly Griffin's idea. Griffin's controversial photo surfaced more than a year after comedian George Lopez treated a picture of a drawing depicting Trump detached head held up by Mexican drug lord El Chapo Guzman. Musician Marilyn Manson, meanwhile, beheaded a character in a dark suit and red tie, both trademarks of Trump, in his music video for the song Say 10 last November. In March, Trump himself decried a Snoop Dogg video featuring the rapper aiming a gun at the head of a Trump lookalike. Griffin has been an outspoken critic of the president and includes bits about him and his family in her stand-up shows. But the fallout began late Tuesday as Toilet stool company Squatty Potty announced it was dumping Griffin from its latest ad campaign. Griffin is well known for appearing on CNN's New Year's coverage with Anderson Cooper. Even Anderson Cooper tweeted, quote, For the record, I am appalled by the photo shoot Kathy Griffin took part in. It is clearly disgusting and completely inappropriate, unquote. But the white hair host may be without a date this New Year's Eve. Um, again, it definitely was in poor taste. Um, if that is art, I hate to see what uh, this artist's uh, friend of hers consider real art. I mean, it was really bad. I mean, and it got to a point where uh, Donald Trump t- uh, said something this morning about his son, his young son, Byron, saw it, and he was a little upset about it. And uh, Donald Trump's uh, other son, his oldest son, he definitely weighed in and said it was definitely not funny at all. So yeah, I think she did went too far. It was, um, it was just, it was just horrific. It was, it was like a scene from a horror movie. Some people compare it to uh, ISIS, uh, these uh, Islamic extremists. You know when they, you know, always cutting and beheading people. They compared it to that. So yeah, I think she definitely went too far, but she did apologize. She uh, posted a video saying that she get it. She didn't, re- she, after looking at it, she realized that, you know, wow, you know, I did something wrong here. This is terrible. So, Tiger Woods' uh, 2015 Mercedes-Benz showed signs of uh, fresh damage on the driver's side of the vehicle when he was found asleep at the wheel the morning of his arrest on suspicion of driving under influence. New documents released late Tuesday afternoon by Jupiter, Florida police revealed that both tire rims on the driver's side of the Mercedes had minor damage and the front and rear tires of that, on that side of the vehicle were flat. Police also observed damage to the bumper on the driver's side, white scrapes and scuff on the rear bumper, and the passenger side rear taillight was not working. Now, this is according to the documents. Jupiter police discovered Woods early Monday on the side of the road with his car running, its bright, uh, its brake light uh, illuminating and the right turn signal flashing. 
Now, according to the arrest report released early Tuesday, he was by himself and wearing his seatbelt. The report said that Wood had to be awakened, that his speech was slurred. Uh, Woods told police that he was coming from golfing in Los Angeles, and he didn't know where he was. According to the report, he later changed his story and asked how far he was from his house. Woods has a home on Jupiter Island. The report says that Woods also told police he takes several prescriptions. Woods also took a breathalyzer test where it was registering at 0.000, and on Monday, Woods said in a statement that alcohol was not involved and that he had an unexpected reaction to prescribed medication. In a statement to CNN and other media outlets, Wood rehabbing from back surgery said he did not realize the mix of medication had an effect would have affected him so strongly. Now, Woods is set to make his first court appearance on July 5th, and uh, this is according to records that were released yesterday. Now, a lot of people are saying what happened to Tiger Woods. He was the number one golfer in the country, number one in the world. Uh, He has fallen back on hard times. He, He had, there was, uh, he had face scandal with the uh, being a, a womanizer, a, a cheater, and um, and again he had this, these uh, problems with his back that caused him to not play golf in a while. And uh, some people just feel bad for him. Um, you know, how did it become like this? So. Right now we have 16 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, pop culture. If you like the show, make sure you are a registered listener here on BTR. Make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when when I broadcast live. Also, if you can't catch the show live every time, every week, you can also listen to the show on uh, through the archives here on Blog Talk Radio. You can also listen to the show on iTunes, and you can also catch the show on Stitcher.com. Stitcher.com is a website that has over 75,000-plus radio shows or more, and you can also catch the show there. Just type in the search box, That's Entertainment Online Radio, and you can also listen to the archives from there. Olivia Newton-John reveals she is suffering from breast cancer after being in remission for more than 20 years. The 68 Euro singer announced on Tuesday that she is canceling her upcoming June tour dates to seek treatment for the disease. The Grease star had previously canceled the first half of her concert tour, believing she was suffering from back pain, but the breast cancer uh, metastasized to the sacrum. Now, this was based on a statement on her Facebook page. Newton-John was previously diagnosed with breast cancer in 1992, the same week her father died of cancer, and until recently she had been cancer-free. Her diagnosis uh, in the 90s led her to become an outspoken advocate for health awareness, and she later launched the Olivia Newton-John Cancer and Wellness Center in Melbourne, Australia. Newton-John says that she will be seeking natural wellness remedies and a short course of radiation this time around. And during her previous bout with cancer, Newton-John underwent chemotherapy for nine months and had a mastectomy and breast reconstruction surgery. She told Breast Cancer Awareness Organization Susan G. Coleman back in 1998. It is unclear when she will resume the tour, but her team urged fans to continue to check her website in the coming weeks. And the beautiful actress, Gal Gadot, she earned positive reviews from fans for her upcoming performance as Wonder Woman in Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, but little did people know that Gadot was actually on the verge of quitting acting before auditioning for the role. Speaking to Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show, starring Jimmy Fallon on Wednesday, May 24th, the 32-year-old actress opened up about her past struggle in the film industry. She later revealed that she didn't even know what role she would play when Batman vs. Superman director Zack Snyder asked her to do an audition. She said she did the audition. It went great. She went back to Israel to shoot a movie and she didn't even know if she wanted to continue acting afterwards. Uh, She kept doing these camera tests just to find out later that it was for the part of Wonder Woman. The upcoming Wonder Woman will see Gadot uh, uh, 
title or a character in the or, uh, origin story, origin uh, origin story, and it also uh, starring in one of the woman is actor Chris Pine, David Sellis, Robin Wright, Lucy Davis, Danny Houston, Ewan Brenner, Elena Anaya, and Lisa Loving Kosli. The superhero movie is scheduled to be released in U.S. theaters on June 2nd. And, you know, I know uh, Gal from um, the Fast and Furious franchise. She was in uh, the Fast and Furious 5 franchise, and then um, in 6, uh, she, her character was killed off. So that's how I know of her. Uh, Kevin Hart has great aspirations than stand-up. The comedian who has turned his eye to the big screen wants to branch out. His agent, Dave Becky, told Variety that he's going to build companies and invest in companies and do the things that Oprah and LeBron James do where they don't just do their craft, they create industries. Hart, who's 37, has some plans for expanding, developing his own projects, and booking endorsement deals, as well as branching out into acting and drama films. He told Variety that he wants to own it. He wants his last name, Hart, when all said and done, to mean so much. While Captain Underpants and Jumanji Reboot might not provide Hart with a chance to show off his dramatic acting shops, He'll co-star with Brian Cranston and Nicole Kidman in the 2018 Untouchable, a remake of the French hit The Intouchables. But he's not leaving his stand-up behind either. It's all about balancing. Uh, this is what he told Variety. He said, quote, I'll take a year break between specials, and during that year I'm traveling. I'm a family man. I'm going out. I'm putting myself in position to soak up what could be material, unquote. And uh, next Monday, speaking of Kevin Hart, next Monday, June 5th, uh, Kevin Hart is going to be here in New York to promote his new book, I Can't Make This Up, Life Lessons. So he's going to be here in New York promoting his book. Jessica Chastain, uh, she spoke from experience when she called out how few women are recognized in Hollywood, both on camera and behind it. The Martian star who served on the jury at the Cannes Film Festival spoke out about the lack of representation in the film submitted for the prestigious award. While Sofia Coppola won the Best Director Award at Cannes, she was just one of three female directors nominated. Naomi Kawasi and Lynn Ramsey also competed. Coppola was also just the second woman in history to be named Best Director. Russian director Yulia Salasiva won for the story of the Flaming Years in 1961. Uh, in a statement, Coppola thanked Universal Studios and Focus Features for their support of women-driven films. Now, it's amazing because, you know, there are so many, now that we're seeing more women directors, and, you know, I would, like, love to see, uh, act, uh, I'm sorry, director Ava DuVernay. Uh, she was the uh, director for uh, Selma and Queen Sugar, and she's getting ready to direct the upcoming movie, A Wrinkle in Time. Also, Gina Prince-Bythewood. Uh, uh, who directed Love and Basketball and Beyond the Life. She's getting ready to do the direct the upcoming superhero movie, Silver and Black. And let's not forget Patty Jenkins, who uh, currently directed the upcoming movie, Wonder Woman. So we need to see more women directors in the industry. And, and Jessica Chastain has a point. We need to see them. And I would love to see these three women um especially Ava DuVernay and Gina, who are both African-American women, I would love to see they get dominated and win uh, next year. Now, according to reports, Bill Cosby is worried about getting drugged and poisoned, and he and his long-suffering wife are said to be avoiding hotels as he prepared for his day in court for allegedly raping women. Page 6 reports that Bill is living in fear and afraid someone was slip something in his food or drink. The publication notes that during pretrial hearings and jury selection in Pittsburgh, 79-year-old Cosby refused to stay in local hotels because he's worried about attacks on him personally. Instead, he takes early morning flights on his private jet to the courthouse from his suburban Philly home. Cosby stands accused of sexual assaulting some 60 women, and many of them claim that he drugged them before having sex with their barely conscious bodies. 
Bill Cosby has reportedly even refused to drink from the courthouse fountains. Instead, he brings his own water bottle along with meals from his home. And uh, Cosby believed there's plenty of people who have a motive to eavesdrop. He said that um, he said that when he when he's in his hotel room, uh, they find out which room he's he's afraid that if he's put in a hotel room that somebody will find out what room he's staying in and they might put a bug or device in this room. But meanwhile, this is interesting. Meanwhile, Bill Cosby feels that fellow comedians like Bill, uh, I'm sorry, like Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, Chris Rock, and Sinbad, who he helped their career earlier along, why they haven't the rally around him. Uh, Cosby sexual assault trial kicked off June 5th, will kick off on June 5th in Philadelphia. Right now we have uh, 29 uh, minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Give, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. Coming up in the next half hour, we got... uh, uh, Wale, apparently his bodyguard was arrested yesterday for carrying a loaded firearm. I'll tell you about that. And remember Debbie Rowe? Uh, she was Michael Jackson's ex-wife, and she's the mother of Paris and Michael uh, Prince uh, Prince Jr. Well, she was uh, she accidentally burned down her friend's home. This was around last week, but thank God. Nobody was harmed. And uh, also the son of Biggie Smalls and Faith Evans, he's getting ready to follow in his legendary parents' footsteps. I'll tell you what he's planning on doing. And Alanis Barsett, you remember her 1995 mega hit, Jagged Little Pill? Well, it's getting ready to debut as a musical next year. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
Entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we have 29 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from uh, Jay Balvin featuring Pitbull and Camila Cabello and Hey Ma from the Fate and the Furious soundtrack. Before we went to the break, I was telling you about uh, a bodyguard for rapper Wale was arrested Tuesday after being accused of carrying a loaded firearm near a Boston nightclub without a license. Eric Miller pleaded not guilty on Tuesday to charges including unlawful possession of a firearm and possession of a large-capacity feeding device. Bail was set at $50,000. The prosecutor and Miller defense attorney has identified him as a bodyguard for Washington, D.C. artist Wale, whose songs include Bad and the, uh, the Matrimony. Cops said Miller was arrested at the nightclub on Sunday after he was identified as one of the participants in a fight. According to police, Miller told the officers he had placed a gun in a nearby vehicle and they recovered it. Authorities say he didn't have a valid firearm license. And Debbie Rowe accidentally burnt down her friend's home last week and escaped unharmed. The ex-wife of Michael Jackson and mother to Paris and Prince was recovering from breast cancer treatment at her pal's Vermont cottage when the home spontaneously combusted during the pair's home remodeling project. Roe and the friend were refinishing the cottage crown molding with linseed oil when she left a rag doused in the oil unattended and she went into the property main house for some time to knit. When she returned, the cottage was engulfed. Linseed oil is highly flammable when it dries up on items like rags and other debris. Roe can be seen in the rubble left behind by the blaze in images obtained by TMZ. The friend was reportedly understanding of the accident and was just happy Roe was not hurt. The cottage was covered under insurance, according to TMZ. Roe and daughter Paris Jackson recently rekindled their relationship in 2013, and the actress has been a rock for her mother during her cancer battle. Jackson and Roe were married from 1996 to 1999. Prince Michael Jr. and Michael Jr. was born in 1997, and Paris was born in 1998. And the Memorial Day weekend box office was as creaky as an old pirate ship with the lowest total industry grosses since 1999. That's right. Disney Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales, topped the chart with $78.5 million for the holiday weekend, making it the second lowest debut for the five-film franchise. Paramount Big Screen Take on Baywatch, meanwhile, capsizes with only $23.1 million across the four-day weekend. The poorly reviewed Dwayne Johnson star carried a hefty production price tag of nearly $70 million. Baywatch couldn't even beat Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which took second place in its fourth week in theaters with $27.2 million. And rounded out the top five was Alien Covenant with $13.4 million, and Everything in Everything, everything was $7.7 million. And Scott Peely will soon sign off at uh, CBS Evening News. The anchor who joined the show in 2011 is off the gig. Instead, he'll move full-time to 60 Minutes, where he'll serve as a correspondent since 2004. Insiders said that Peely and CBS News President David Rose didn't get along. Peely, who's 59, took over for Katie Couric in June of 2011 and saw an immediate rise in ratings. 
The show gained 821,000 viewers in its first nine months. But the nightly program hasn't performed as well recently, and CBS Evening News finished third behind NBC and ABC during May's sweep. Peely replacement hasn't been named, but sources told the news that Anthony did, told the Daily News that Anthony Mason, a CBS News senior national correspondent, is the front runner. George Strait, Dolly Parton, Ke- uh, Kelsey Ballerini, Eric Church, Reba McIntyre, Toby Keith, Willie Nelson, and Shel Silverstein will be honored by the Academy of Country Music during a television special. ACM announced Tuesday that the special award honorees for the ACM Honors show to be held in Nashville on August 23rd and broadcast at a later date on CBS. Straight will receive the Cliffy Stone Icon Award and Parton will receive the Gary Haber Lifting Lives Award. The Gene Weed Milestone Award will go to Ballerini, while Church will receive the Merle Hager Spirit Award. McIntyre and radio DJ Bob Kingsley will receive the May Boren Axton Service Award, while Keith Nelson and Silverstein will get the Poet Award. The TV show Nashville will receive the Tex Ritter Film Award. And the son of Biggie Small and Faith Evans is ready to follow in his legendary parents' footsteps. Christopher Jordan Wallace is set to release his debut album later this year with his half-brother Joshua Jahad Rousseau as part of their rap duo called CJ and Jahad. The 20-year-old who previously starred in the bibliographical drama Notorious, portraying his father as a young man, is making his much-expected transition into music. As for the pressure of being the son of one of hip-hop's most iconic figures, Christopher Wallace Jr. said it's just fuel for him. Wallace previously starred in the film Everything Must Go in 2010, and most recently the movie Kicks. And Alanis Morissette, 1995 mega-hit album Jagged Little Pill is set to debut as a musical next year in Massachusetts. The show will feature the Grammy-winning album hit like Ironic, Hand in My Pocket, and You Ought to Know, with the tracks weaved together to tell a story about a multi-generational family dealing with issues such as race and gender identity. Oscar-winning screenwriter Diablo Cody has written the storyline with close input from Morissette herself. Director Diane Polis, who had worked on production like Pippin, Waitress, Hair, and more, has also signed on to bring Jagged Little Pill to the stage. The show is set to debut at the American Repertory Theater in Cambridge, Massachusetts in May of 2018. Jagged Little Pill sold 33 million copies worldwide, making one of the best-selling albums of all time. Morissette went on to win four Grammys for her work, including Album of the Year, Best Rock Album, Best Rock Song, and Best Female Rock Performance, all while she was just 21 years of age. In 1998, she also won Best Long Form Music Video Grammy for Jagged Little Pill Live. And the release date of Charlie Angel Reboot has been unveiled. Directed by Elizabeth Bang, from, you know her from the movie Pitch Perfect, the reboot is set to hit U.S. theaters on June 7, 2019, with Banks also producing the movie via her Universal-based Brownstone production. Now, according to the tracking board, Doug Miro and Carlo Bernard have been tapped to rewrite the project. It's also reported that Hidden Figures and Moonlight star Janelle Monet is included in the top list of the actresses who may play one of the angels. Charlie Angels began as a TV show which was running from 1976 to 1981. The series star Farrah Fawcett, uh, Jacqueline Smith, and Cheryl Ladd. Two Charlie Angel movie adaptations titled Charlie Angels and Charlie Angel Full Throttle were released in 2000 and 2003, respectively, featuring Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, and Lucy Liu as the lead actresses. The second movie added Debbie Moore, who portrayed the villain. Wow, that should be interesting. I would love to see Janelle Monet as one of the Charlie Angels. Yeah, she's really uh, established a a big acting career. You know, we saw Jadelle Monet with Taraji P. Henson and Octavia Spencer in the movie of Hidden Figures. So um, that should be wonderful. I, I, I would love to see that. Um, Tom Cruise will return to the Top Gun zone. 
That's right. During an interview with Australian TV Sunrise on Tuesday, May 23rd, the 54-year-old actor confirmed that Top Gun 2 is definitely happening. Uh, he said it's definitely happening. Uh, in addition, Cruz said that he might start filming the sequel of the 1986 classic movie next year. Top Gun followed Cruz Maverick, a student of the Top Gun Naval Fighter Weapons School, whose reckless attitude and cocky demeanor put him at odds with other pilots. Also starring in the movie was Anthony Edwards, Kelly McGinnis, Val Kilborn, Tom Kazansky, and Meg Ryan. The romantic military action drama film nabbed an awesome $356.8 million against its $15 million budget. Wow. I remember that movie. I remember uh, that movie, Top Gun. Uh, matter of fact, that was the year, uh, I think that was the year I, I had a summer job. And what was ironic about this movie and that year, my summer job, I was working with the, I was working in a Navy recruiting office for the summer, and they were, like, so hyped about that movie because it was about the Navy, and I happened to be working with Navy recruiters that same year. So it it, it brings me back, and um definitely looking forward to uh, Top Gun 2. Irv Gotti. Remember Irv Gotti? Well, guess what? He has resurrected Murder, Inc. Records yet again. The mogul is relaunching his off-and-on label through a partnership with 300 Entertainment, the indie label founded by his former colleague, Lyor Cohen, and Kevin Lyles, along with Roger Gold and Todd Maskowitz. Sorry. Uh, Gotti announced that the joint venture, uh, he announced this on Monday, May 29th on Instagram. Gotti first launched Murder, Inc. in 1999 with Ja Rule, Little Mo, and eventually Charlie Baltimore and Ashanti. At one point, Bobby Brown even joined the label. In 2003, Gotti changed the label name to The Inc. due to a lingering feud and an investigation from the IRS, but by 2010, main artists like Ja Rule and Charlie Baltimore would leave the label and The Inc. sort of fizzle out. In September 2013, Gotti brought it back as a unit under his new label, Visionary. Newly released from prison, Ja Rule returned to release his first songs in years called Fresh Out the Pen and Everything. In announcing this latest relaunch on Monday, Gotti also introduced the first artist signed to the new partnership, uh, Boogie Bird uh, from Washington, D.C., and Fitted Cycle from Atlanta by way of St. Louis. Videos for both acts were being filmed over the weekend. Wow. Right now we have uh, 17 minutes left remaining in the show. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every Wednesday between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern, I bring you the latest of what's happening in the world of entertainment via movies, TVs, your favorite celebrities. So if you like the show and you are a registered listener here on BTR, make sure you click on the follow-up button, and that way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain the number one. You can also like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio, and you can also Follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, it's Stiletto14, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And you can also uh, follow me on Instagram at T. Jones Gibbs. Right now, we have 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break. And when I come back, I'll give you the last remaining stories for the week. Don't go anywhere. Oh, 
Now we have 11 minutes left remaining in this uh, show. That was um, that was uh, the weekend, and uh, I feel it coming, uh, featuring Daft Punk. Uh, right now we have 11 minutes left remaining in the store show, and for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, more than uh, two decades after Lauryn Hill sang the hook on Nas' 1996 track "If I Rule the World." The pair are joining forces again for a North American tour beginning in Chicago on September 7th and wrapping in Vancouver on October 11th. Comedian Hannibal Burris and reggae star Chronix will also appear on the selected tour stop. This is according to Billboard. The announcement comes after Nas gave a birthday shout-out to the former Fuji front woman last week, which was May 26th. Tickets for the forthcoming tour goes on sale this Friday, June 2nd, at the Live Nation website. But city card members will have access to purchase pre-sale tickets today. That's right, today until Thursday, June 1st at 10 p.m., courtesy of City Private Pass Program. Title subscribers also will nab tickets early with a special pre-sale starting on Thursday, June 1st at 10 a.m. And now we know what was behind, um, uh, I should say, DJ Cali, um, He's gunning for L.A. reposition at Epic Records. That's right. You remember Reed had stepped down from his position as the head of Epic Records amid sexual harassment allegations, and according to report, DJ Cali is eyeing the job. A source told Page Six that he was in petition to get that job. Cali feels he will make more happen than anyone in the game, and why would he not be considered to run the label? It seemed unlikely that Cali would quit his passion for cranking out hits for a corporate job, and even though he wants the epic title, insiders whispered that he's not a running a label type guy. 
Page Six also reported that Sony CEO Rob Stringer may have asked Reed because he's another insider denies that Reed's spending was even and ever an issue. Meanwhile, uh, Stringer reportedly wants to do away with Epic and fold it into RCA, but other insiders said this is not true. So far, L.A. Reed will be leaving the company. It's the only statement that Sony has released. And pop star Harry Styles lifted the spirit of a teenage victim of last week Manchester bombing by surprising her with a phone call as she recovers in the hospital. The former One Direction singer reached out to Freya Lewis, 14, with a call on Saturday and uh, the young girl was one of dozens injured outside that Manchester arena last Monday when a suicide bombing detonated an explosive device following Ariana Grande's concert in the venue. The horrific act of terror, which ISIS had claimed responsibility for, left 22 people dead, including Freya's friend, Nell Jones. Freya's sister, Georgia, shared a Facebook video last week in an effort to garner enough support to get Styles' attention and potentially put him in touch with Freya. Styles was one of many celebrities to share their heartbreak in the aftermath of the bombing. Grande, meanwhile, vows to return to the English city for a benefit concert in support of those affected by the act of terror. And speaking of Ariana Grande, she's, uh, matter of fact, she's returning to Manchester, and it could take place this weekend. The pop star team is currently collaborating with Manchester police in hopes of setting up a concert there this Sunday to pay tribute and benefit those affected by last week's deadly terror attack. Authorities are optimistic they'll be able to put on the concert, even though a testimonial match honoring Manchester United player Michael Carrick is also scheduled to take place at a nearby arena that day. Grande concert reportedly could be held at the Lancashire Cricket Club Old Trafford venue. Grande announced her plans to return to Manchester in a message shared to Twitter last Friday. Uh, she said, quote, I don't want to go the rest of the year without being able to see and uplift my fans, unquote. Police suspect 22-year-old Salman Abidi was the suicide bomber in the attack, and ISIS has claimed responsibility for the act of terror. And longtime host Ryan Seacrest was reportedly offered less than half of what Katy Perry got to join the new American Idol. Seacrest, who had not signed on to return to Idol after hosting the show's first 15 seasons, received an initial contract offer worth $10 million to come back. This is according to Variety. That whopping $15 million less than the deal given to newcomer Katy Perry, who got $25 million to become the recently revived singing competition's first judge. Seacrest reportedly had discussions about rejoining Idol early on, but those conversations hadn't led to an agreement. The veteran entertainer wants to make sure the show has a team and plans to deliver on its promise as it has for 15 seasons before he commits to coming back. Seacrest took home up to $15 million during its peak early earning years with Idol, and uh, he was recently named Kelly Ripa's new co-host on Live, which films right here in New York on weekdays. American Idol films in Los Angeles, a six-hour flight from Manhattan. Perry, who's 32, recently expressed pride for receiving such a massive contract without specific, specifying exactly how much she's getting paid. ABC won a bidding war for American Idol earlier this month, a year after the show wrapped up its so-called farewell season on Fox. The show aired on Fox during each of its first 15 seasons. And a man arrested for trespassing outside Rihanna's home this week said that the run-in with police won't stop him from trying to track down the singer again. Samir uh, Ferratovic, who was booked in Manhattan early Tuesday morning for criminal trespassing, told TMZ he intends to continue pursuing the Diamond Singer despite the arrest. The 33-year-old man pleaded guilty after showing up to her building and was released from custody on Wednesday, and despite prosecutors reportedly hoping to keep him behind bars for five days. A rep for Rihanna did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Uh, Federer Tavik was previously arrested for showing up to Rihanna's building in 2016, with police reportedly saying he was in possession of a knife. He contended the knife was for his own protection and that he did not intend to hurt Rihanna. Before that arrest, he had showed up, Rihanna, uh, showed up at Rihanna's building another time, but was turned down or turned away, I should say, by the doorman. 
Rihanna has been involved in several similar incidents over the years, including one where another band was arrested in New York in 2014 for allegedly stalking and harassing the singer. And considering any beef between Ludacris and Drake, well, it has officially been squashed. Ludacris confirmed he and fellow big-name rappers are on good terms. A few days after Drake told the number one spot artist he had a lot of love for him during the Billboard Music Awards, Ludacris told the Daily News in a recent interview that everything is good. Drake brought attention to the under-the-radar quarrel during last Sunday's award show where he gave an unexpected shout-out to the rapper from Atlanta during an acceptance speech. But apparently the two had already worked out the differences before Drake publicly made amends. The feud was rumored to have started in 2010 due to an interview Drake did with All Hip Hop during which he called out artists who mimic the super-duper style of rapping that heavily employs punchlines used by him, Big Sean, and Lil Wayne at the time. Many suspect, suspected that the Drake was referring in part to Ludacris, and both artists appeared to reference the acrimony in songs over the, the uh, subsequent years. And for months, rumors had swirled about the Real Housewives of Atlanta husband, Peter Thomas, getting his own spinoff show on Bravo in the wake of divorce from series star Cynthia Bailey. Now reports have revealed details about the show's possible storyline. As rolling out reports, Thomas recently sat down for an interview and confirmed that he's working on his own spinoff with Bravo. He said that the series will be about his Charlotte, North Carolina restaurant and it will be featured the it will feature the bottle girls and bartenders at that establishment. Meanwhile, despite being in talk with Bravo about his own spinoff, Thomas revealed that he still wants to appear on the 10th season of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And while his own spinoff has yet to receive the green light, Peter says he's been talking to Bravo executives about returning to Housewives. And after the success of his di- uh, directorial debut, Get Out, comedian and actor Jordan Peele inked a first-look deal with uh, Universal. Now the studio has dated his next film for March 15, 2019. Plot details about his still-untitled social thriller are being kept under wraps. Peele will write, direct, and produce the project based on his original idea. The film will have a much larger budget than the $5 million spent on his 2017 breakout hit, Get Out. Variety notes that his pick will face stiff competition from Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, which opens the week before, and Millie Bobby Brown, Godzilla, King of the Monster, which launches the following week. Get Out dominated the domestic box office early this year, and the thriller has since grossed $230 million worldwide. Under his new Universal deal, Peel will also produce a range of titles for the studio through his Monkey Paw production, including several micro-budget projects with Get Out producer Jason Bloom. Peel recently announced plans to develop Lovecraft Country, a new HBO event series with J.J. Abrams and Ben Stevenson and underground co-creator and showrunner Misha Green. Jordan Peele broke out along with Keegan Michael Key on the Comedy Central sketch series Key and Peele. The series premiered on January 31, 2012, and ended on September 9, 2015, with a total of 53 episodes over the course of five seasons. And Key, Key and Peele, they also won a Peabody Award and two Primetime Emmy Awards and was nominated for various other awards, including Writers Guild Award, NAACP Image Award, and 16 additional Primetime Emmy Awards in various categories. And some of the ladies of love and hip-hop Atlanta took a break from their TV drama and dropped by a local high school to help a few high school seniors pay their graduation costs. Carly Reed, Mimi Foss, Rashida Frost, and Sierra Gates stopped by Columbia High School in Atlanta to surprise 10 seniors with checks to cover the cost of their senior dues. Sources close to the production tell TMZ that it was Carly's idea to donate the money to students. Each senior was awarded $295 to help pay for cap gowns and student dues. That was great. That's fantastic. Well, we only have a second left uh, for the show. I'd like to thank everyone who tuned in today. Don't forget to tune in next Wednesday. That's June 7, where my special guest will be singer, songwriter, actress, and dancer Ellie Sufi. That's 1 p.m. Eastern right here on the That's Entertainment Online Radio. Tune in next time again when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe. 
and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. 